0: to Military Life Radio. This is Wendy, your co-host, and I'm here with Tara House tonight. Hi, Tara.
1: Hey, everybody. How's it going? Today, we're super lucky to be interviewing Jennifer McDonald. She's the author of the new book, You Are Not Alone, Encouragement for the Military Spouse. I'm very excited about this, Wendy.
0: I can't wait to hear your story of friendship, how you've connected through your military life. For those of you that are new to Jen McDonald and her writing, a little bit about her. She's a military spouse. She's a military mom, she's a homeschooler, and she's the content editor for our friends and our supporters of our show over at MilitaryByOwner.com. So shout out to Dave and Sharon over there. She's been published several times, including in Good Housekeeping and Redbook, so it is a privilege and an honor to talk to her tonight. Hey, Jen. Thanks for coming on Military Life Radio.
2: Thanks so much for having
1: me. I'm Yay. really happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. I am too. So, okay. So, let's you give us a little background on your military life connection. Oh goodness, not the, <laughs> you don't have to give the whole thing. Just a, just give it the top. <laughs> just
2: to give you the little spiel. Well, we've been married for 27 years, so it's a long time. I'm considered what you would call a senior spouse, or perhaps a seasoned spouse. I like
1: that I much hate better. It. I know.
2: <laughs> and then our oldest son went into the Air Force. Uh, just a few years ago. So now I'm, when he just said I'm a military mom, which is a whole different view of it. It's totally different having your baby go into the military.
1: That seems terrifying. Um,
2: it is. It is. But he's doing so well and, so ha- and he's so happy. We have four kids. We've lived all over the world. Um, I met Tara when we were stationed in Florida, which seems like yesterday, but 17 years ago. That's
1: oh my the gosh.
2: I know. <laughs> we had all the You guys were ones. babies. We were babies. <laughs> well, he was a baby.
1: <laughs> I was tiny. In so, age and size. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually in the book when I met you. I know. That's, that's really funny. I, I have to say that's actually not my favorite part, though. I thought it would <laughs> <I do>. <laughs> be. No, I know. You think that would be. So tell us a little bit about the book, and then I'm going to have to tell you what just grabbed me when I was reading it. So tell okay. us about it.
2: Okay. You Are Not Alone, Encouragement for the Heart of Military Spouse. And really what it is, we ended up breaking it down into 30 daily readings. When I wrote the book, it kind of was a memoir. And then we decided I, I just really wanted it to be a little bit more actionable and, and something that would make people think. So each day has a different theme, kind of broken up into sections. So there's deployment, moving, raising military kids, marriage, and just kind of those common themes that I, I believe all military spouses can relate to. And so then each day has a little, what I call basic training for spouses. So something hopefully to take away whether you've been in a long time or your spouse has been in a long time or, or a little bit of time. So I, my hope is that it's just a connection to all of us because I think one of the common themes of military life is, especially if you've just moved or you know your spouse just got deployed, you can feel very alone. And I think for me, when we first got married, I just didn't realize even what I didn't know. I mean, I know it's very cliche, but I had no idea <laughs> what I was getting myself into. For me, as an older spouse, it's kind of just that hand reaching out and and just letting other people know I've been there. All, all of us have been there and just the hope of encouraging. That's really what I wanted to come away with is just an encouragement. We all face those what I call unwanted transitions, whether we're military or not. That's just part of life. That's kind of where I went with it.
1: Okay, so that's funny. So my favorite... I am one of those people, first of all, that when you pick up a book, if it doesn't grab me at the beginning, I'm over it. I don't call it ADD, call it whatever you will. But for the very first chapter, a couple of paragraphs in, you say, I'm going to read this part. I trust that if you picked up this book, your own heart may be in some need of encouragement and help. Thank you for joining me. Let's walk this path together. If you're feeling lost and overwhelmed by the unwanted transition you face as a military spouse, hang in there. So everybody knows my husband's getting ready to retire, right? And So that's my transition. So even though I kept thinking you were writing this for the younger kind of spouses, mm-hmm.
0: I'm mm-hmm. telling you,
1: I started, like, tearing up. I was Aww. like, this is the book. And I'm not Aww. even, like, trying. And I love her that's anyway. So she can write a horrible book, and I'd probably be like, it's pretty good. <laughs> But this, I'm not joking. I thought this is so for me. So I'm telling you, first, first like page, I was in.
2: Oh, that's so, that's yeah. so neat. And I've had a couple of other spouses that are retired or facing retirement say the same thing. So I think that's just really cool.
1: I love it. I think it's funny because um, one of the things you talk about is just doing things and not realizing you didn't know. You know what I mean? You just kind of uh-huh. go through the motions. And so that's about to be my life again. Scary. Yeah, you're gonna make it up as you go along again. Yeah. But you're good at that now. I, you know, that's what I was thinking when I read that, like, you know what? Okay. Remember when I was 20 in Germany and thinking I found like the Mitta, when of course, obviously everyone knew <laughs> where that was, but I thought I found it. You know what I mean? So um, I was an explorer. So I think, you yeah. know, what? I'll just go find me a Stadmitte somewhere else. So I know how long has this book been on your heart?
2: I've written for the military spouse community for a number of years. I've probably had hundreds of articles published at this point and fancy as in, not fancy, just very wordy. <laughs> wordy would <know? laughs> be And I I think as I was, you know, putting together some of these essays or whatever, I thought at some point I need to just put these together for my family. Honestly, that's really what oh, I thought. Yeah. And then this company that published it, Enjoys I N J O Y, they ran a writing contest. I don't know if you knew this part. So this is about three years ago. And it was basically any kind of book, nonfiction fiction, whatever, you had to write up a few sample chapters and give them your proposal. I thought, I mean, I really just did it on the fly. Like, like, what the heck? Let me just, let me just see where this goes. And so I was very surprised to win.
0: Wow. <laughs> so it was
2: part of the package was that you got this publishing package that they would publish your book. So now it was like, okay, now I'm really <laughs> on the hook to get this done. So this is three years in the making. And, and the other things that happened during that time, why it took so long, um, we moved overseas. Our oldest son got married, went into the military. We moved again and left you know, our second son back in Hawaii for college. So there was all these huge things going on and probably about halfway through the process, we rewrote the whole thing. So I've written this book twice.
1: So I I have all this
2: extra material. Like there was just one point I thought I will never, I'm never going to be done. (laughs) And they were just really patient. The publisher was just like, let it unfold how it's supposed to unfold. And I was so thankful for that, that flexibility because that's, that's just really rare to just kind of let it become what it was supposed to be. And I really do. I like the format now so much better than I would have a year ago. It was like the longest pregnancy, <laughs> giving That's birth so book. I oh have all the material to use now. So.
1: That's yeah. another question I was gonna say, do you have anything else coming up? But we'll talk about that. Sounds like yeah. there might be something else coming up. <laughs> This is one of the questions. This is funny. So she knows my children. Well, knew them when they were toddlers. Little, yeah. Little, yeah. So one of those is now 18. And I said, what would you ask Miss Jen about her book? And she said, I'd ask oh, wow. her if the, if the process if drew her closer to God. Oh yeah. And I thought, Definitely. really?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. What I is- know.
1: Is that funny? So
2: and I, I do. I picture her as a little toddler in gymnastics class. Yes. Yeah. Now she's a, so, now love- she's a
1: feminist. Wrap your brain oh. around that. <laughs> that's so funny okay but that's I would, another i would
2: say yes yes because I think too like writing a, a lot of the things that have happened in our lives that became part of the book you know we kind of reliving some of those another part was as i mentioned my oldest son got married and even though his wife was military kid seeing her go through that process of being a brand new military spouse and that different perspective that reminded me of you know um, just like what what's tmo or you know these well, whatever acronym, I don't know what, if you guys know what those things are. You know, like these we Air do. Force acronyms. And just like I, she had never dealt with that aspect of it before. And I thought, yeah, this is this is for her. So honestly, when I started writing and I thought, if this goes nowhere, I can hand it to my daughter-in-law and say, here you go.
1: <laughs> Jen, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oh, man. When do you want to get in here? I know I'm totally monopolizing the conversation.
0: (laughs) I'm loving it. We touched a little bit about the faith aspect of this book. I read a little bit the stuff that you sent over, your struggle with, leaving the spiritual part out of the book, but then deciding yes. to put it back in. Since it's the book is built on, you know, like a devotional every day, you have something for the spouse to dive into and read, which is bite-sized and easy for us to consume, I think it's such a great idea. Can you talk a little bit about how you struggled with that decision and then how it's come to pass and, and what it's meant to you to be able to leave it in?
2: That's such a great question. Really, because I, I do writing for different venues. Some are faith-based and some aren't, so I'm, I can do either one. So when I started looking at this and really thinking this is so reflective of my whole life as a spouse, as a military spouse. And I was very much trying to make it just palatable to anyone. I wanted anybody to be able to open it. And I still do, you know, I still want anybody to get what they can out of it. But as I was writing it, just was, it was awful. Like (laughs) that stuff is not going anywhere. It's just, it's benign. It's boring because I was leaving out really the biggest part of me is my faith. And I finally just said, You know, my husband and I talked it over and the publisher and I talked it over and I just said, I have to put it in there because some of this will not make sense without that. For instance, I don't know if you want me to talk specifically about the book, but there's one part where when my husband was in Afghanistan for a year, I had this very vivid dream of him coming home and got up. We went to the commissary and we were coming home and right at that moment on AFN, which if you've lived overseas, you know, this is the only radio you get was the report that his base was under attack in Afghanistan. I nearly <sighs> drove off the road. So I got home and I, I'm just, I was in so much shock. I just kept thinking, did, was God warning me that he's dead? Like, was God preparing me for the worst kind of thing? And finally it just came to the true belief, okay, I, I don't know, because we hadn't heard from him. And we didn't hear from him for another 13 hours that he was okay. But during that whole time, I just kept thinking, okay, whatever way this goes, God prepared me somehow, you know? And so how do I leave that kind of thing out of a book about our military life? And there's lots more examples, but I did just finally decide, I kind of broke it up into sections. And, and I do hope if even if somebody is not religious, that they can, you know, glean from it, what they do, you know, what they will. That was kind of the process of deciding to leave all of that in there.
1: That's so scary. I hate those times. Those are the worst yeah. probably ever. And you know what? I do always wonder about people without, a face without any kind of faith, I'm like, oh my Lord, I don't know what I would have done.
0: You write a book. I feel like, you know, you do put your point of view out there and it's not for everybody. It's for your tribe as well as you and your voice. And so by you being vulnerable, it's really reaching people. And I think that's really how you make a difference. I'm encouraged by the factor of your bravery and putting it out there. We invite you guys, even as you're listening to us right now, we can put the name of the website out there. So that way you can check us out while you're listening. And so just real quick, Jen, what is your website?
2: Um, it's Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, the letter L, McDonald, M C D O N A L D M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D.com. Because com was taken. <laughs> so... I'm there, and I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, just Jen McDonald. I'm also on social media as Jen mcdonald 88 and it's always just J-E-N, one N, and then my last name, like McDonald's, the restaurant. So pretty easy to find. I'm pretty active on social media okay
0: great well hopefully yeah people can pull you up right while we're doing the interview right now as we're talking and then we'll give out the information again at the end in case um, like if you're driving or on the treadmill you can't write it down (laughs) maybe by the end you'll be stopped favorite listeners so I know isn't it
1: awesome I love it Mm -hmm. I mean I'm telling you this book is awesome you guys are I'm I'm not joking. This is a good one. So listen, this is the funniest thing. I've met so many writers lately. It's very strange. I've never known so many people who write in my life, who have book deals and stuff. And so I want to know for all these aspiring writers, and I guess there are just a ton of you out there. I like <laughs> commas too much for that kind of nonsense. But <laughs> That's what editors are for. See, see okay, then I'll hook, <laughs> I'll write something. You edit it. So um, <laughs> Wendy and I are going to get on that, right, Wendy? Yes. So for those <laughs> aspiring writers out there, let's talk a little bit about your writing process. So here's what I was thinking about. Do you need complete silence with four kids? I'm wondering how that's worked out for you. Oh, you no.
2: <laughs> In a family you of six, with the chaos? I have a great ability to tune them all out. Now we only have two kids still at home, but when I started really submitting and writing for different publications, I had to work it into my real life. Actually, one of my favorite places to work is at Starbucks. So I can just get a table and, you know, kind of tune out all the background noise. So I think just the fact that I have four kids, I'm able to kind of tune all that out.
1: It's <laughs> yeah, If I waited you know. to have
2: absolute silence, I'd have written like
1: 10 words, you know. No, when we <laughs> met, I remember being, I think you had just had something published. That was in a, the in first a time I had something published was in 1999. It was for a
2: mothering little
1: yes. magazine. Okay, and I remember
2: I'm, that, yeah. you telling me I that. So excited, I remember being
1: yeah. in your kitchen and I was like, so stinking impressed. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> what?
2: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Not funny. Yeah, I I now you have a you book. Wanna,
2: well, and I think, too, if you want to write, there are so many people that think they just, you know, I've had a couple people say to me, this just happened so suddenly. And it's like, I've really been working on writing for a long time. And I've written for free and I've written for online magazines and and submitted and have had a lot of rejections. And I've had some things you know, big pieces picked up that shocked me. And I think it's just keep plugging away. If you really have that passion for writing, you know, if you do, or if you're just playing at it, I mean, honestly, if you really have that passion, you'll stick in there, even if you're not making any money off it at the time. Just, just hang in there.
1: I love that you just submitted all over the place too. And there's always rejection. Anything you do, there's going to be rejection and you just got to get back up.
2: I think the funniest thing is, like, after I'd been published in several, like, major publications and I got this rejection letter from this little tiny thing and I just, you know, I just would put them in my drawer and just laugh. I'm like, these are the things that just keep you humble. You know, it's good. (laughs) And I know some writers that are big authors and they still get rejected. I mean, that's very common. So just be ready for it. Expect it. So then when you do get accepted, it's just, you know, it's awesome.
1: Are you keeping them in a drawer for real?
2: What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So is that
0: the hardest thing about writing, do you think the rejection letters or is it writer's block sometimes? What is your biggest struggle?
2: I think is when I think the biggest challenge for me is when someone completely misunderstands my intent. Oh. And I've got a thicker skin than I used to, but I've written some pieces that i were was very vulnerable and then people just get on social media and, and get stupid. And it, and can just be so mean. I've I've had I can you know, I've had people leave horrible comments on my Site and my blog and honestly putting this book out there was a moment of terror where I thought I'm not, I can't do this I can't put all of this in one big thing like this and put this out there for the world because once you've released it you know it's it's out there and I and I had to get over that <laughs> and just trust that this was you know this is a dream I've had and and I, it needed to happen so I think. For me, I really don't have a lot of writer's block. If I do, I just, I've just learned to deal with it. I walk away and I come back. I'll just set it aside if I don't, if I can't. Cause I know, I, cause I know the words will come at some point, but I think for me, it's just being it's someone that understands me and, and I can't fix that. And I've had to let that go. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: everybody's yeah. not going to love you. So it's
1: So true. So what would you – that's funny because I wanted to know if you were nervous about putting it out there. So that's, that's awesome that you were <laughs> nervous and then you just did it. You know what I mean? Like that's what you knew you were supposed to be doing. So what yeah. advice would you give our listeners if they're trying to reach their dreams?
2: I think I was talking to you about this earlier because I decided I'd run a half marathon this year. <laughs> I'm like a crazy person. I started running last year when I was 45 years old. And I realized the only thing I have is, is really, I'm just really persistent. I was the most strong willed child. I was so stubborn. And so if I have something I want to do, I kind of just, I may not be the greatest at it, (laughs) but I'll stick in there by golly. So I think if you have a dream and you feel that it's been planted within you, or you feel like God has told you, this is something you should do, keep at it. And I, and I think it's so interesting how people will come into your life and help you along. Even just the past couple of weeks with this book release, I've had so many people reach out to me, including Tara, and just it's humbling because I think if you've lived your life and you've been nice to people and just been real, that will come back to you. Mm -hmm. So that has really been amazing, just other people using their platforms to help me out. And I I think it's just persistence that seems really like (sighs) – (laughs) <laughs> something you crochet on a pillow or something, but it's really true. I think you don't let go of your dreams.
0: It's true. We can't get stuck in the perfection of life. It's just to be persistent in your in your pursuit of your dreams and put yourself yeah, out yeah. there because you never know who you're going to help. And I feel like your book um, is going to help a lot of people, and we're excited to help get the word out. And um, curious, what kind of feedback have you received yeah. so far?
2: Well, I've just I, honestly because so I was talking about the terror, I was kind of bracing myself honestly. And it's been all good so far. I know that, you know, nothing will ever stay that way, but so far it's just been really encouraging to me to hear from other people because one thing with writing is you just get over yourself. You're like, you've looked at it so much, or you've, we've run through these edits so many times we had to do the proof for print. I'm like, I cannot read another word I've written. I can't even stand myself right now. Like, (laughs) good Lord, lady, stop blabbing, you know? And (laughs) so it's just, I'm reading and I'm like, does this is even what does this even mean? You know, and <laughs> so I just to have somebody pick it up for the first time and read it and really get something out of it, that is so meaningful to me. It's like oh, I think it's amazing.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that you guys both kind of are are funny like perfectionists. I think also a tip is get a friend who isn't a perfectionist because yeah, I think you guys are both awesome all the time. <laughs> Like, I don't have a problem with perfectionism. Like, that's not my problem. I have other problems. But I really, it's funny to me to hear people who I just think you guys both are fantastic women who are just really wanting, have a heart for other women. You mean other families, military families especially, and just putting yourselves out there to to make that happen, to be there for people. And so you just can't go wrong with that, guys. I'm telling you, you both are fantastic. Aren't you the sweetest? Go find somebody who's not a perfectionist because we think everything yep. is awesome.
2: Well, and I did. I shot out pieces of this book to all different kinds of people in different walks of their military spouse life just to get feedback on what could be better. And and that's so true. It was all different types of personalities, and that helped a lot.
1: So, yeah, I did not send anything constructive. <laughs> well, it's just not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, woo woo, I'll be your cheerleader all day. <laughs> and well, yeah, I'll give you a Who is this comment. book for? Who who did you write this
2: book for? I think I'm writing it almost to the younger me, and I think okay. to a young spouse. One of the biggest messages is don't be so hard on yourself, and some of the connections between things that happened and kind of all made sense as time went along, and just giving myself that grace. One of the, the big things was this poem, I think it's in the tapestry chapter, that was on the church wall when we were young, when Steve and I were young. And we had two miscarriages, and I would read this poem, and somebody had painted it on the wall. And the whole thing was, you know, when you're looking at a tapestry, all you see is the dark threads and the underside. And, like, the God looking down sees the whole of it. And so I just would look at that, and it was such comfort to me, and I had even written it written it down in my journal. So fast forward years later, 15 years later, we're in Holland in the Cory ten Boom house. And come to find – I'm walking for this tour. She's the one that wrote that. And I walked in, and so our tour our tour guide, she goes, well, there's this beautiful poem Corey Ten Boom wrote. Would you would you read it out loud for our group? And I started reading it and realized what it was, and just burst out crying. Oh my crying.
0: goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I just I look at that. That God is so merciful and so kind to us, and just you know sometimes you something in that moment may not make sense, but if you hang on, I promise it will at some point.
0: I, oh, love, I that. love that. Yeah, so great. Well, thanks, Jen, for coming on the show today. We are so honored to be able to talk to you and share the good news about your book. And um, I got to say, right, you grew up in New Mexico. I think I read that somewhere. Is that yes. true? Yes. Uh-huh. So did I. So I, I was like, oh, my oh, gosh, awesome. I like it even more now. <laughs> That's What yes. well, part of New um, Mexico?
2: Down near Holloman Air Force Base in southern New no, Mexico.
0: No way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Is that where you grew Clovis. up? Please don't say Clovis. No. No. I, uh, I grew up in Alamogordo. How did we not know
0: that till right now? Because, you know, Clovis so is our big arch enemy, so that's why I said exactly. you can't Exactly. Oh, that's so funny. We'll do Clovis. <laughs> <laughs> we have to know each other. We might oh God, This I, is I,
1: freaking me out. Wait, I, are, are I you both from enemies. Alamogordo? Yes.
2: So you both went Were to Alamogordo go? High School? I did not. I went to a private oh. school. You, you went, went to a private school. school? My brother oh. went to Alamogordo High School, Randy Brown. Do you know him? I did think he, he play for no, he played orchestra. <laughs>
0: he, he was in orchestra, and I think he. What did my
1: your dad father, do, Wendy? Why would she know him?
0: Oh, because he coached football and baseball. Oh. oh,
2: I bet my brother would know who he is, though. See, yeah. yeah, I didn't. I went from I went to Chaparral High um, Junior High, and then I went to high school. My dad was one of the administrators at the Christian school there, Community Christian School, at Christ Community Church.
1: Yeah, you Sorry, Tara. No, I love it. I'm from Arizona, so I feel like we're sisters well, in the West. Well, I know. West. When
2: we first met, we were in Florida. We're like, we love the Southwest. We hate it here. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was just We're it's the mountains.
2: So <laughs> that is wild. So that is, that's one of those like parallel. So crazy. Things. That is crazy. I bet my dad knows your dad. Is he still living?
0: My, yes. My dad's still, he just retired from teaching last, two years ago. He still coaches football and baseball. He'll be out he there, there until. In that yeah, area? He's, still, he's still there. He's still like, coaching. Still, oh. he's not teaching anymore, but he's coaching mm-hmm. football and baseball, and probably will be until he dies or until they tell him he can't oh, anymore. Wow. Yeah. Man, I really wasn't into that at that age.
1: Is that so funny? Isn't but that my small world. world. I
2: have actually not been back to New Mexico in over ten years. Oh, sad. I need to go.
1: little we'll road trip.
0: Yeah. yeah. When we, when we retire, On your book then, tour. So what we should do is, like, do a speaking gig over there at Holloman is what we should do. But That'd not Clovis. Awesome. Sorry, Air Force no. spouses. Sorry. <laughs> my
2: <laughs> My husband has been to Holloman several times for TDYs. So it's just really weird, for you know, because that's where we met. That was his first assignment.
0: Yeah, Tara, oh they have an Air Force base at Clovis. It's called Cannon Air Force Base. Cannon. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You won't no, let them I, come, but the
1: Holloman people can come.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: got it. We'll okay. let any
0: military sales come. They can't help it.
2: <laughs> it's
1: yeah. not their fault they got stationed in Clovis. <laughs>
2: that's right.
1: Those
0: losers. Go that Tigers, go. <laughs>
2: that's the craziest. Nobody's ever from Alamogordo. Whenever I say I'm from New Mexico and they ask me where, I'm always like, southern New Mexico, near Holloman. You know, they never know it.
1: That was really funny. My favorite part, though, is that, because Wendy is a sports fanatic, now we know, because of her father, and baseball's her thing, and basketball, no, basketball or baseball, Wendy?
0: Yeah, both, yeah. Both.
1: She's crazy. I'm not Uh, joking. And so the fact that the first thing she went to was, you better not (laughs) be from Clovis. What? (laughs) (laughs) What in the world?
0: (laughs) Oh, I knew right away. That was so (laughs) funny. You're off the show. We are not.
1: (laughs) It's been great. Thanks. Oh, my goodness. Don't call us.
2: (laughs) We'll let you know when it airs. 2030. That's so
1: funny. Good thing we're not doing this live, ladies. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. That's really funny. Yeah, that's what we bonded over, being from the West. We'd be like, what's Side,
2: And then my grandmother taught for years up at the little MSU A. She taught mm-hmm. in the English lab up there. She was awesome.
1: That is so funny. So Jennifer McDonald is offering a free book to one of our listeners. Yes. Okay, so if you want the book, You're Not Alone, Encouragement for the Heart of a Military Spouse, for free, then tweet us at my- Military Life with the hashtag MyMilitaryLife.
0: All right, well we want to close out our show by saying thanks to our special guest tonight, military spouse and author Jen McDonald. Thanks Jen for coming on the show and sharing about your book. Thank you
2: so much for having me. It was awesome.
0: And everybody go to amazon.com and get You Are
1: Not Alone: Encouragement for the Heart of a Military Spouse and support another military spouse and also be encouraged by her writing.
3: You've been listening to a new episode of Military Life Radio. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Tara. We had some technical difficulties earlier. So also thanks for bearing with us. We also want to say one more time. Thanks to our special guest tonight, Jen McDonald for her candid interview. We had so much fun. Check out her book on Amazon or on her website. It's called you are not alone encouragement for the heart of the military spouse, we invite you to enter our contest to win a free copy of Jen's book. On Twitter, all you need to do to enter is just send a message using the hashtag MyMilitaryLife or send us a tweet to at MyMilitaryLife and you'll be entered to win. And we'll choose one winner at random on the 2nd of April, 2016. So be sure to leave us a message today. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We invite you to subscribe to our show, find us on iTunes, and you can download the latest episode and shop for shows. Spring break is coming up, so let us keep you company if you've got a road trip or if you've got a long airplane ride. Shop for shows and pick out your favorite ones and download them today. Our disclaimer for our show is we're not part of any official government agency, the Department of the Navy, or the Department of Defense. The views and opinions expressed here by our co-hosts and guests do not reflect official DoD or Navy policy. There is no implied endorsement. Any advice we give is strictly the views of the co-hosts and our guests. Thanks for listening to the show, friends. Please visit us online at mymilitarylife.com for archive shows, show times, and upcoming guest information.